Ashley Brock reading Laura Griffin's book, Unforgivable, Chapter 18. We have been gone only a few days, but for someone who spent pretty much every waking moment at work, it was noticeable absence. She ignored the curious looks as she walked through the lab and approached her favorite DNA tracer. Hey there, Mark glanced up from his microscope. Clearly surprised to see her. I was hoping he might have finished... I was hoping you might have finished with that evidence from Fort Worth, Mark recovered quickly. Sure, yeah, actually, I have. You want to hear my findings? Absolutely. Mia couldn't get near Ashley's case, not after losing the evidence, but she remind, remained committed to nailing her killer. Her goal now was to solve a related cold case and let Rick's team connect the dots. She was counting on Mark to help her. He tossed his gloves into a biohazard bin before picking up a file from one of the many desks that lined the size of the lab. Want to talk here or? Let's go to my office. She led him across the lob, grateful to be away from the intra interesting cases of her co workers. Based on the reaction she'd been getting all day, she was pretty sure the rumor about her and Snyder's little love triangle had infected people's brains. Mia left the door open after Mark entered, no sense providing more grist for the rumor mill. So, what did you get? she asked. Well, as you're undoubtedly aware, the techniques originally used to test this evidence aren't nearly as sophisticated as what we use here. I understand. Mia had run the original test herself, which Mark knew from her signature on the evidence deck. That's why... That's why I requested the evidence again, she candidate. I was reminded of the case recently, and I knew we could do more than what was possible six years ago. We're light years ahead of the lab up there in terms of equipment and experience. Just as she'd done during their first conversation, she made it sound as if all of this was routine. She simply remembered some evidence she'd once analyzed and asked Mark to contact the agency, handling the case to suggest a re-examination using new techniques. Helping to clear cold cases was part of the Telpe Center's mission. When possible, they even ran the test for free. What Mia had neglected to mention, though, was that this case was personal. She also hadn't fully explained to Mark why she needed him to conduct the analyst instead of doing it herself. Until Mia displayed the cloud hanging over her reputation, if she ever did, she didn't want to jeopardize this case or any other by directly handling evidence that might one day be used to trial. Better have someone she, someone else perform the test, someone Mia knew and trusted, and whose expertise rivaled her own. Someone like Mark. But now she saw the problem with her plan. One of the traits she valued about Mark was his intelligence, which was manifesting itself right now in his steady gaze. Interesting to me that this case resembles the San Marcos girl you were working on, the one found in the park. Mia raised her eyebrows but didn't come in. It's been attracting a lot of interest lately. This morning we had a call about it from the FBI. Mia's stomach dropped. We did? Special Agent Domenico, he calls right up to the lab, wanted to talk to the tracer in charge of the case. He went around Snyder? Apparently so. Mark looked at her for a long moment. I told him you were on sabbatical. Mia couldn't talk. All she could do was nod. Whatever shot she'd had of working this out was her supervisor's and with Rachel was gone. The FBI was involved now. Her professional misconduct would literally become a federal case. Mark seemed to sense that he dealt her some sort of blow. Anyway, let me tell you what I found. He said, looking at his nose again. First, the dress. Lots of blood there. All of it from our one contributor, unfortunately, the victim, and I re-examined the duct tape. Nothing. He flipped a page in his file. Also submitted black tongue underpants, no black thong underpants, no blood, no semen. I tested for touch DNA on the waistband. Tape lifted method or scraping? 
both, he said. Again, only the victim's profile. She must have removed the garment herself. Maybe he ordered her to do it, or the encounter started out consensual. He flipped another page. No bra, no other clothing except shoes. That's where it got interesting. It did? Your first round of testing didn't come up with any unusual blood. Unusual being the key word, Mia said. She remembered the tiny blood droplets she found on the shoes so many years ago. Back then, because of budgets and equipment, she'd been limited to a technique that required a sample the size of a quarter, at least. Now she could get a profile from a sample the size of a pinhead. And? She asked, hopefully. Peeled off his glass, and I came up with a second contributor, possibly her killer. Mia's breath whooshed out. This was what she'd hoped for. Now, I'm no detective, Mark said humbly. But my thought is, he probably removed her shoes before the attack, or she did, and the shoes were somewhere else where the stabbing occurred. They were practically clean, except for some dirt on the soles. Then maybe he picked up the shoes and dumped them with her so they wouldn't turn up in his possession if anyone took the trouble to look. He could have been bleeding by the time. Point by point, Mark was reciting the scenario, playing out me, he said. A stabbing attack, he said. That's very violent. Amy... Flashed in her mind, Mia tried to keep her sister out of her thoughts while she was working, but every now and then Amy caught her over. Very violent, very intense, and she probably struggled a lot despite her bindings. Mark nodded. Haven't seen the dress. He knew the kind of emotion that had gone into Laura's murder. Fifty-three puncture wounds. Fifty-three puncture wounds, he said. Be unusual if he didn't dig himself at least once, either pushing in the blade or pulling it out. I submitted the profile, but hadn't heard back yet from Daryl. The phone on the wall rang and Mia turned it to it. Surprised, very few people had her direct line. Rick, Vivian, panic shot through her and she lunged for the frame. Hello? Hey, it's me, Sophie said. I've got an agent of America on the line for you. He says it's dirty. Damn it. <laughs> Mia took a deep breath and tried to slow herself. Ready and I nod. It was time to face music. Okay, put him through. I'll let you take that. Mark dropped the file on her counter and nodded as he said. You'll be the version of if we get a hit. Thanks, he said as Sophie connected the call. Glad I caught you, Legion. Just this morning, someone told me you were on sabbatical. Caught me? I wanted if the word choice had been in the channel. What can I do for you, Mr. Domenico? I'd like to meet with you. If it's too much trouble. His voice is friendly, but something in his tone bothered About what exactly? I've got an offer for you. He sounded as if he was smiling. You might say it's an offer you can't refuse. She pulled the phone away from her ear and stared at it. Certainly she heard wrong. Sorry, he said bad joke. Miss Voss, you still there? What is it you want, Mr. D'Amico? Meet me at your house in one hour. I'll be happy to explain it. Rick's watched, Rick watched from one of El Patio's back corner tables as his brother entered the bar. With a short cropped hair, overcoat, and dark suit, he looked like the quintessential fed, and Rick tried not to let that irk him. Ray pulled off his coat and tossed it over the back of the chair. Holy shit, Rick. He's thinking, you put your foot in it this time. Rick turned his attention to the waitress, who just be another Jack Daniels. Rocks. Ray asked for his bourbon with coke and waited for the waitress to get all the way back to her bar before tearing it, tearing it again. You think you could have given me a little warning? A few hours lead time before dropping the bomb? I didn't drop anything, Rick said. You guys already had him on the radar. Yeah, for missing campaign funds, for hiring hookers, but three homicides? You know what's going to happen when this hits the news? How's it going to hit the news? Rick asked, although he knew it would. <laughs> Everything did have You guys got a leak. Ray glowered. Okay, Chief Shop. 
very conceited. But I'd keep an eye on that ranger. I don't like him on this task force. He complicates things. Funny. Lorraine Singh said the same thing about you and people listen to her. You're lucky to be on this investigation. So am I. Why are you anyway? He's got my boss seems to have this idea that I can play nice with the locals. Maybe rein in my hot-headed brother. Ray sighed heavenly as he leaped back, losing his tie. He looked stressed, tired, and Rick felt a stab of guilt over it, becoming because his brother had spent the better part of the weekend doing him a favor by helping Mia. You really stuck your neck out, he said. You know what's going to happen if you're wrong. You're going to go down in flames. Not Singh, not Dalmico, not the pretty district attorney. You. <laughs> you think I'm wrong? I don't know yet. The witches returned with their drinks, and Ray switched to Spanish to keep the conversation private. What have you got on him, besides what you shared in the meeting? You think I'm holding back? I know you're holding back. You wouldn't get in front of a room full of badges and make a statement like that, based on some clerk at a country club. What else you got? Rick paused, using his word. These two prostitutes. Three, if your hunch is right about the bones up at Lake Buchanan. Rick nodded. Right. <sighs> These three cases, they're all got the same M.O. Sexual homicide with some extra kinky elements. The bondage, the piratism. These are lust murders. Then you've got two other murders linked to those three, but they're pretty much execution style. No shootings were carried out with the same gun. To me, that says we've probably got a wealthy and well-connected John. He's into pain, bondage, whatever. He gets off on some really twisted shit. And every now and then, he gets carried away, actually kills the girl, then calls in the janitor to clean up the mess. Ray stared down into his drink, as if disgusted with us, if it disgust, if, as if it digesting the scenario. There might be another victim, Ray added. Who? That's the thing I don't know yet. It's a bundling death from Bernard County. Girl was dumped in a lake, weighed down with a cinder block. They're still looking for an ID. So, what's the link? Young, blonde, defensive cuts on her hands. It's a pretty thin connection so far, but I'm working on it. Tell me about Ashton Meyer. You've got a lot more on her. What's the M.E. say? That she was killed indoors. You found carpet fiber on the body and abrasion on her back. Great boss. What I'd like, what I'd really like to get a look at is in the inside of Jeff Lane's lake house. You ever been up there? No. Big place on Lake Bay Canyon. Not too far from where the skeleton was recovered. Lieutenant Governor's Lake House. Good luck getting a warrant. I was hoping you guys could help with that. Don't hold your breath. I won't anyway. Jonah's got his own theory of the case. He thinks maybe this guy's into plain vanilla sex, but if anyone ever realizes who he is and tries to shake him down, he calls his fixer to get rid of her. The guy makes it look like a less crime to draw attention to the fact that she's a hooker. Barely worth anyone's time to investigate. Either way, the John's directly involved, and he's looking at murder charges. What? Our profiler likes the first one. Race it. You guys brought in a profiler. He's working a long distance, but he's he, he, but he's seen everything we have, and he thinks we're dealing with two different perps. The hookers are sexual homicides, real ones, not staged, and the other two are hits, just like you said. Only Frank Hannigan wasn't the target. Mia was. Rick Bristol. I'm still not clear how she fits in, by the way. Race it. Why go after someone like her? Rick. Rattled his ice cubes. He lost a lot of sleep over that question. I think Mira holds the key to this case. Whatever she knows, it or not. You want to explain that? The things she can do with DNA is really amazing. And people know how good she is, especially around here. So she's good at her job. So what? 
She saw the first case when she was working up in Fort Worth. Didn't have the resources to get the best test done on that evidence. You're talking about Laura Thorne. The one killed out by Jeff Lane's country club. That's right. So Mia ran the evidence. Couldn't get the killer's DNA, but she remembers the case vividly. Fast forward six years, she's at the Delphi Center and gets a similar case. Lane's fixer gets wind of it, realizes she's probably smart enough to make the leap between two totally separate cases in two totally separate jurisdictions. Decides he needs to take her out. That's what he was trying to do when Frank Hannigan got in the way. How'd he know she was handling the case? Called the lab, Rick said twice. Claimed to be Jonah, too. Which goes to show he's got an inside line on the investigation because he knows which law enforcement agency to say he works for and which detective to impersonate. Rick watched his brother absorb all this as he said. By the way, Mir thinks the person who tried to kill her is a cop or at least someone in law enforcement. I'm convinced he also had some military background. Ray closed his eyes and swore. When he didn't kill her in the first attempt, which was staged to look like a carjacking, he figured time's been lost, Rick said. There's a chance. She might have told someone her suspicious about the cases being connected. Well, she did. She told me. So now he's got to worry about a DNA scientist pulling it all together and also an incriminating DNA profile sitting right in the lab. So he gets her to destroy the evidence before he goes after her again. Now even if anyone tries to connect the cases, there isn't any DNA to back it up. Then why he's still after her, he said. The evidence is gonna... I don't know. Rick swicked the last of his drink, trying to take the edge off his mood. His brother had just touched the nerve. Rick knew more about these cases and about me than anyone else involved, and yet he hadn't figured out why someone was still kind of poor. Maybe there's something else, something she doesn't realize she has yet. Some sort of DNA evidence or test she could do that would shed light on all these things. And he doesn't want that happening. Also, he spent some time in her car with her. Maybe he was worried about her recognizing him somewhere, making an ID one day. Murder for hires a capital fence. He gets caught. He's looking at death row. Or maybe he's obsessed. He missed his shot twice. Now he's more determined than ever to get his payday. Rick checked his watch. He need to give me a call. He'd been damned if he'd let another, let another night go by with her sleeping at the SEAL's house. Mia's motives might be pure, but Rick didn't trust Black for a minute. The guy was an operator, and he probably had no qualms about moving in on vulnerable target. Rick sure hadn't. Where is she now, Ray? Oh, Mia? Ray just looked at him. His brother had always been way too good at reading him. Some friend from work gave her a ride home and offered her a place to stay. <laughs> Rick said his last update was courtesy of Sophie. Rick had actually talked to Mia since he dropped her off yesterday. This is still I ran a deep background on last night. Yes. Yeah. He lifted his eyebrow with this apparent lapse in judgment. How the hell? Did you let that happen? His look seemed to say, it's a forget our choice. Although he had, Mia looked at him with those sofa blue eyes that practically begged him to lie to her. She wanted him to tell her that this thing between them was going somewhere. He almost done it. Although I promised it had been on the tip of his tongue. But he discovered he couldn't lie to her, especially not straight in her face like that. So instead, like an idiot, he practically shoved her black with both hands. Rick couldn't believe he'd done it. It was one of the stupidest moves he'd ever made. He deserved every bit of misery he's feeling right now and more. You know the guy's clean, Ray said. Except that made it better. It's not a bad place for her to stay, considering. Rick looked away. Rick looked away. His brother's trying to get a rise out of him. You're serious about, serious about this girl, what? Rick didn't answer. 
because it's been a long time since I've seen you this torqued up about something. I'm not torqued up. You look like shit, Rick. When was the last time you slept? <laughs> Fine, keep it to yourself, Ray said. But if you do like this girl, you're gonna hate what I'm about to tell you. End of chapter 18.